On today's video, we are going to take a look at Home Depot. They just reported earnings, so let's get started. Alright, so the first thing we want to take a look is at this company's stock price performance. And normally I've been taking a look at companies compared to February 20th because this is when the whole COVID-19 pretty much started to take effect in the market. So compared to then, this company is only down about 3.6%. So it has made a nice recover. It did drop over almost close to 40% when it hit the bottom. And if you picked up at the bottom, this company is actually up close to 56, 57%. So congratulations to all investors that picked up during the bottom. So like I said, right, today's episode is gonna be on their most recent earnings, which they just reported. And right after this video, guys, I am working on the Walmart video. They also just reported earnings. So make sure to hit that subscribe button, the thumbs up and that bell. It helps the small channel out so much. And there's so many earnings coming up this week. Make sure to let me know in the comments what, what earnings you guys want me to take a look at. All right, so next let's take a look at this company's earnings results. Quarter one gap earnings per share were $2.08, which actually missed expectations by 18 cents. Revenue was $28.26 billion, so close to $28.3 billion, and that's up about 7% compared to the same time last year, which actually beat by $700 million. And to me, that's actually pretty impressive that even though this whole COVID-19 was taking effect, this um, the revenue here is up 7% compared to the same time last year. But every time I am going to Home Depot right now, it does seem like there is a crazy line. And fortunately, Home Depot was one of those one of those stores that was considered essential. So they pretty much did not close, but they did have to adapt with the market. All right, so next, let's actually just take a quick look at this company's highlight. They did a, a quick infographic of the overall system that had of the overall performance for this quarter, and I thought it was pretty cool. So comparable sales um, is up 6.4% compared to the same time last year. United States comparable sales is up 7.5%. So we're seeing an increase in growth, and I think that's pretty impressive. But the next, the next thing I'm going to mention, I think, is even better. They saw 80% growth of their online sales. They also saw more than 60% of US online orders were picked up at the store. So out of that 80%, out of that whatever they sold online, most of them were online pickup. Home Depot also started by launching their free curbside order pickup. And again, this just shows how this company is moving to adapting with the with the pretty much the new era of retail space of how you need to make sure your, your employees, your customers feel safe for you to drive this kind of revenue. Next, the company did say that they spent about $850 million during the whole COVID-19, and that actually um helped that actually decreased the overall earnings per share. If they did not have the these new expenses, obviously their earnings per share would be a lot higher. But the main things they did is they did safety measures which limited the number of customers allowed into a store at once. They eliminated major spring events, they reduced store hours, they installed um, plexiglass safety shields, and they've also expanded paid time off for full-time and part-time hourly employees. They provided additional PTO and the weekly bonuses and double overtime for hourly associates as well to keep people from wanting to work at Home Depot. And next, just a quick thing, Home Depot has stores pretty much, um, it's one of the biggest world stores. They have stores in United States and territories like Puerto Rico, District of Columbia, U.S. Virgin Islands, and Guam. They also have 108, so that's about 
about close to 2,000 stores in the United States and territories. They have about 182 in Canada and they have about 126 in Mexico. So they are pretty, pretty diversified in different, different areas here in North America. All right, so now let's take a look at some highlights for this company. Like I mentioned already, right? Comparable sales rose 6.4% for quarter one and quarter one ended May 3rd. So it's actually pretty recent. And, and that's pretty much a good portion of when the economy was shut down, where some companies we've actually done previous quarter one ended in late March. So it did not take effect of April, but we can see here Home Depot's quarter one did end on May 3rd. So it has taken a big front of that shutdown already happening. One thing that they do they do mention is gross margin rate dropped by 10 basis points, sales generated administrative expenses increased by 190 basis points, and operating margin rates fell by 200 basis points. And obviously, we're gonna see rates go, um, we're gonna see margins drop and expenses go up, especially since they mentioned they did use a good portion of it for COVID-19 planning, making sure their employees were safe, and all that reduce the amount of operating margins that this company creates. They do mention, and this is something I, I did take a look at Walmart already, and I think this is something that's happening in all retails. They are seeing the number of customer transactions declines, but they are seeing the average ticket price increase. So number of customers transactions declined by 3.9%, while the average ticket price increased by 11%. And what does that mean? That means that less customers are coming, are the, the amount of times customers are coming into a store has decreased, but it seems like they're just packing their, their, their grocery bags and their grocery cart a lot bigger than they normally do. So everybody's just trying to do less trips. And obviously that's what's happening now due to COVID-19. People don't want to go out right now. So they might as well just pick up everything at once. And that's why we see the decline in transactions, but an increase in average ticket price. The company is suspending its previously announced guidance for 2020. And even though things are looking good for, for Home Depot in the short term, right? We're seeing that revenue growth. We're seeing comparable sales growth. The overall economy is still unknown of how many, right? So many people are out of jobs and we don't know how many more stimulus checks are going to happen or how many more are going to come. So eventually if things don't get any further, it could seem that this company can take uh, some hit due to it. So for that reason, they are removing their guidance for 2020. And next, I just wanted to take a look at annual data for this company, past history data of revenue growth and how it, it normally is. In 2019, this company's revenue grew about 2% compared to 18. In 18, it grew about 7% compared to 17. In 17, it grew close to 7% as well compared to 16. In 16, another close to 7%. So this company in average is actually growing at the high single, high single digits like minus the last quarter, but that's actually something to, to, to know. And right this quarter, what did this quarter grew? Um, revenue grew about 7%. So it's in line with what this company's revenue on average has been growing. Next, um, I'm taking a look at this article from CNBC and they do mention that in the earnings call, they talked about their digital sales. And they saw an increase in digital business accelerate from approximately 30% growth in early March to triple digit growth in April. And during the last three weeks of the quarter, traffic to Home Depot.com was consistently above Black Friday levels. And this is actually just a very big, a very bullish sentiment to the whole e-commerce business, right? Amazon and anybody that's real prepared 
for to to take to take advantage of this market share so like target i know target is another big one that's really strong in their in their in their website we saw walmart we're going to take a look at walmart in the next episode like i said don't forget to hit that subscribe button they also saw huge growth in e-commerce business and i do think a portion of these customers that are transporting that are transferring to e-commerce are not going to transfer to retail so we're going to see that increase in e-commerce over the long term and even and continue to talk about this e-commerce the home depot mentions that they are planning to invest about 3.9 billion dollars in 2020 toward further integrating its online business with its traditional stores and i think that just shows the overall market and how the whole world is actually transforming next let's take a look at this company's dividend this company did declare a one dollar and fifty cents share quarterly dividend and it's in line with the previous one this is going to be payable on june 18th for shareholders record of june 4th x dividend date is june 3rd all right so next i wanted to take a look at this company's balance sheet and if you guys have been watching my shows this is my favorite document to take a look at i feel like you can learn so much about this company's so let's start off with total current assets. I mean, normally I would look at the income statement, but I, we already looked at planning. We talked about their revenue growth. We saw their expense growth and we saw their margin decrease. So now let's just take a look at their balance sheet. So let's start off with total current assets and total current assets were about $27.2 billion right now compared to last quarter, which ended February 2nd, 2020 was about 19.8. So an increase of close to $7.2 billion in total current assets. And a huge portion of that is actually coming from cash. Cash and cash equivalents grew by about, I want to say close to six, $6.4, billion dollars. Last quarter was $2.1 billion. Right now it's about $8.7. So we did see a nice increase in cash and cash equivalents. And that's the huge portion of that change in total current assets. In the rest of the total current assets, there was an increase here and there, but nothing really to, to stand out and, and worth mentioning. Next, let's take a look at this company's total assets. Total assets last quarter were 51.2 billion. Total assets this quarter were 58.7 billion. Again, that's only an increase of about 7 billion, a huge portion of that coming from current cash and cash equivalents, right? That that increase of about 6.5 billion dollars there. And again, the other assets we did see a small increase here and there, but nothing to really tell us. So we did see a big boost in cash, and what I'm going to expect is we did see a boost in some form of short-term or long-term debt because this company most likely pulled out some cash in some in some form of loan just to increase its balance sheet so now let's take a look at this company's liability and let's start off with total current liabilities total current liabilities last quarter were 18.3 billion right now was 23.3 billion so that's an increase of about five billion dollars in total current liabilities a big portion is accounts payable accounts payable is how much money this co- this company needs to pay its customers that increased by about 2.3 billion dollars and that to me is just this company has just to pay its customers and that's why probably it has a little bit extra cash right now if it uses that cash to pay that off obviously that would help help it drop down and the second thing is this company also has a current installment of long-term debt so this is how much money it owes to debt so to some form of finance institutions last quarter had about 1.8 billion this quarter had about 4.2 billion so now that i'm seeing this it just seems that this company has yet to pay off its 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 bills and that's perfectly fine right this company still has plenty of cash to pretty much pay off all its this this debt that we see but again 
even though we saw a big increase in cash it's just because this company has yet to pay off its customer has yet to pay off its its suppliers and has yet to pay off its its loans right now this company did increase its long-term debt and if we take a look at this company's total liabilities total liabilities grew from 60 from 54 billion last quarter to 62 billion this quarter so an increase of about eight billion dollars so unfortunately total assets only grew by about seven billion but total liabilities grew by about eight billion so i don't like to see that increase that I don't like to see liabilities increasing faster than assets, but that's what we're seeing. But it's not that big of, of an issue. And total and most of that actually long total liabilities grew because long-term debt. This company did seem like it took it took out a little bit more debt this quarter. Last quarter had about $28.6 billion of debt. This quarter it had about 31.6. And if we take a look at the company's cash flow, we're gonna see this company did pull out, this take out a new debt. On, on its company and that's why we're seeing this increase in total liabilities taking a look at this balance sheet it's actually not bad it's not a perfect balance sheet right it's not it's not something ridiculously amazing but it's definitely a company that, that will be fine in in the night in the in the long term this company is nowhere near going bad if i was to give this this balance sheet a grade it would be like a c plus it would be somewhere around average and but still passing so next let's take a look at this company's cash flow statement and here i just wanted to take a look at cash flow from financing activities and we can see this quarter this company took out about a five billion dollar loan and that's why we see that increase in long-term debt and we also see a nice increase in cash and cash equivalents so again there's nothing wrong with taking up that especially when you're not over leveraged and to me this company is nowhere near over leverage so now the next thing the last thing we're actually going to take a look at is this company's valuation and normally when i take a look at companies like this i like to take a look at forward pe ratio so to me this is not really a growth company right we only saw growth of about six seven percent at max and that to me is it's not a growth company it's just a, a it's it's a very small growther um, it's just a business growing little bit by little bit. So companies like this that have already been established, have a decent balance sheet, I really turn to look at the forward PE ratio. In 2020, this company is expected to make $10.86. This gives this company a forward PE ratio of 22.59. It actually might've been a little bit lower due to its new current price. So let's just take a look at the new current price of 238 divided by 10.98, did I say? It's about a 21, 21 point, 21, about close to 22 for PE ratio. So still pretty close. Um, to me, this company, I wouldn't say is extremely cheap. Uh, to me, a company like this, where it has a decent balance sheet, where it has a growing revenue, it has growing markets, is trying to improve its e-commerce. Um, and it's providing f um, positive results and it also has a strong dividends. I think a forward PE ratio within the low 20s is acceptable. Um, but to me, it is not screaming a buy. And obviously, if I was to look at this company before then, it would have been screaming a buy. But right now, it's current valuation for me. It's it's it doesn't mean it's a bad investment, right? If people and I'm not an expert, my thoughts, these are just my thoughts and not advice. It doesn't mean that the company is a bad investment, but I personally feel that I can find, I can use my money somewhere else to grow my money faster. 
I mean, there's always the possibility that you can put money, that I can put money in Home Depot and it will grow. But to me, just from experience, I feel like there is other, there are other opportunities where I can put my money. But I can see that if I was, for example, a valued investor that really valued dividends, a strong balance sheet, and a company that will continue to grow little bit by little bit, I can see why Home Depot would be something I would be looking at. But right now, I'm more of a gro- looking for a growth companies to really grow my money. So that's it, guys. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Let me know what you think. Like I said, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Next is a Walmart episode, so make sure to subscribe so you- and hit that thumbs up and the bell so you guys get notification of when that appears normally i do about one video a day but days like today where some fun earnings come out i usually try to do two 